You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Liz Stockwell, and Liz told the story of the time she mysteriously had diarrhea for two weeks straight. This week, I called Chelsea Hood in Chicago, and she told me what it was like when she had COVID um, earlier in March. Here's Chelsea Hood. Recently, uh, had I was not think I've ever been. I had the COVID. I had the Rona. Um, <laughs> March 9th, I got sent home from work. So I had done shows on like the Sunday, and then I had a bad, bad date that I should have known better than to kiss him. That's how I got the Rona. It was a bad first date. No. So I went on a disgusting first date, and he coughed this, like, super gnarly cough at one point. And it wasn't more than once, but I was like, oh, this dude is a smoker, and he's totally lying to me about it. <laughs> like, the Rona just wasn't real in Chicago yet. It was early March. The St. Patrick's Day parade was still on. Yeah. There were still concerts happening all weekend and, like, street fests. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, he kissed me goodnight, and then the next day, I got a massage. I know that sounds super bougie, but I had just done a long run of shows, and I was like, all right, treat yourself. Uh, this is how I'm going to unpack doing all that driving. So I was like, okay, was it the shows? Was it the date? Was it like that kissing that guy? Or was it uh, this m- massage? Because Wednesday, I woke up, and I didn't feel at all. I was late to work, and I was like... Everybody was like, you need to go home. You look disgusting. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel good. And they were like, the news says you should go home. I'm like, okay, yeah, because I have the Rona. And they were like, no, but you should go home. <laughs> and then sure enough, like Wednesday night, I started to get a really bad fever. And like, I didn't know better. Like, I stopped at the grocery store. I'm sorry, Chicago. And I just got like soup and like fucking, you know, like what you get when you're thinking, oh, man, I don't feel so hot. But in no way, shape, or form did I think that Thursday I would wake up. I had a 103-degree fever. Oh, God. And I was sweating buckets. Like, I had sweat through my sheets. It was so disgusting. I So then you feel like that the last thing you want to do is strip your sheets. So then I just put fresh sheets on my couch. <laughs> That's like, we live here now. <laughs> um, I called my doctor. She was like, don't come anywhere near me. We are not ready to handle you. Like, we do not have any systems in place oh, to handle this but you definitely have it she's like i would bet my license on it and i was like okay uh my fever didn't break for three days i had 103.4 was my highest oh my God. and i was just like sweating through sheets um it was so gross and taking cold showers and like taking aspirin and trying to move my fever down and then you think that that's the worst of it and then when it when your fever does break uh, you've pushed the infection like down into your stomach acid to fight it, and then you get what Ryan Singer adorably calls butt flu on one of his <laughs> albums. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you just cannot stop shitting. It's so disgusting. <laughs> like you can't eat food. Well, first of all, we didn't know. I didn't taste thing yet. So Nate Burroughs like delivered. Uh, he's a great comic in Chicago. So he is a sweetheart. He brought me, like, stock and Theraflu and shit and, like, left it on my door. And I, like, came out and, like, just a sweaty mess and scooped it up off my stoop. (laughs) And I was, like, putting so much salt in this stock because I was like, I can't taste it. Why? It's like sipping hot water. 
it's like meat water. You know? oh, it's like no. It must. It must and, have been. Um, it must have been so hard to have this early on when, like, you yeah, when you we knew so much less about everything, like. And all of your friends are at parties of hundreds of people and ugh, in comedy clubs. Fuckers. And you're like, no, 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 go home. Like, seriously, go home. Yeah. Uh, so my doctor was like, everything she said, she just kept extending to, which I was like, am I going to die in my garden apartment? Like, this is <laughs> also, like, I have to clean up in case I do die, because no one can find me like this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, let me hide my sex toys and, like, get my get my affairs in order, <laughs> clean my browser history. Um, and so I was, like, not, I was not good. And I call her on Saturday. I was like, okay, you said if I had 103 degree fever for three days to go to the emergency room. She's like, no, you can't go to the emergency room. You're going to get everybody sick. And they had finally, like, Whitefoot, uh, before we knew she was a monster, uh, before we knew she was terrible, uh, had just finally canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade in Chicago was like, oh, okay, this is like pretty real. And on the fourth day of a fever, my fever breaks. And then, yeah, the shit starts. And so you can't eat anything. Um, you just, it was like, I think I tried to eat mac and cheese. My body was like, that's hilarious. You <laughs> wish. Um, Cause I was already after like four days of not eating anything. And so just like drinking ginger and like smashing up ginger and turmeric into lemon honey, like just like pounding like crazy old lady recipes mixed with Theraflu. Like I was on a cocktail, Um, (laughs) but then when I was like ready to eat, I still couldn't eat. So anything I tried to put my body would go straight through me. I mean, I may as well have been eating on the actual toilet is how fast it was going straight through thank god the paper shortage thank god i had a bidet oh my god it saved (laughs) saved my actual butt and uh so then yeah i had they tell you they're like okay well if you have viral diarrhea they're so sweet about it i'm like is that what you want to call this (laughs) okay uh this is warfare on my lower half and i so they're like, if you have 10 days, you are going to need to come into the hospital for IV fluids. And at this point, they're starting to say, like, if you have it, you can't leave your house for two weeks. Like, stay home. This is when, like, grocery short, like, shelves are also cleared out. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm trying to get people to get things for me. And they're like, none of these things are anywhere. And it was just, like, pretty scary because, you know, people are dying and going to the hospital. And... The fatigue is really crazy. Like, you would go to the mailbox, and you would come back in, and I'd have to nap for, like, four hours. Like, oh, nothing makes you feel God. more useless than, like, oh, this big trip to the mailbox. I think <laughs> it would take a fucking lay down. Um, <laughs> and so, I just... 16. Not leave the hospital. Wait, will you um, say that again? You just cut out. Uh, so, I shit my brains out for 16 days. Oh, Jesus. Uh huh. Sorry, it's windy. Um, so sixteen days of shitting and four days of a fever. Oh. Uh, I lost fourteen pounds oh in three God. weeks. I mean, it was like it was really real, but it was far I've ever been. It's talking about the shitting, and I'm. I think that that's a disservice. <laughs> like, people should be prepared for that. Um, 
So yeah, it was fully disgusting. But that's the most disgusting thing, besides the fact that I've moved back in with my mother. <laughs> that happened to me uh, in in the quarantine. That's what's going on with me. Did you um? So when did you? How did it end? Like, so did you kind of just slowly stop shitting your brains out and then get feeling better? Yeah, or? like, I had, yeah, you have, like, a solid bowel movement, and it's, like, a big moment. Oh. Like, it was, like, a big celebration for me. Uh, and then I had to stay home for, like, so that was my last symptom. I had to stay in alone for three more weeks. Oh, my God. Did, um... So, like, even when you are better, you're, like, it's still yeah. the saddest sickness. Did you did your taste come back? Yeah. I can taste things again. I didn't even realize that that's what was happening. Yeah. And I was drinking, like, Pedialyte powder mixed into coconut water. Like, that's how I was... That's all I was eating, basically. Um, was, like, the hydration packets mixed into, like, coconut water and broth. Um... It was bad, but it was like you you finally had like a good shit. Like, oh my god, she's back. Okay, <laughs> all right. What are we get? What are we doing now? <laughs> Your doctor's like sitting for three more weeks. You're like, okay, god. I can eat a noodle if I want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a. Uh, it was. It was real. One of my friends got it, and I, she was telling me that her taste went away she had like mild symptoms she wasn't like as sick as you but she her taste went away and she said the only thing she could kind of taste was ice cream sandwiches so she was even oh, like that's the best problem to have <laughs> yeah she said she ate three it's ice cream like... sandwiches a day <laughs> dude i would get the new strain if that was the case oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i can't on an ice cream sando diet yeah no i can't <laughs> no i can't wear pants anymore but this is what i have to eat so <laughs> This is an elastic waistband for me until March. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, but so, yeah, so now I'm donating plasma, which is also really gross. Um, wait, they, like, is this take related your blood to... out. You sit on a machine for, like, two hours. Because I, at first, took an antibody test, and they were, like, inconclusive. And I was like, you mean sort of yes? That's a weird way to say that. Uh but they don't know really how long it's going to last. And then yeah. I donated blood and the Red Cross was like, can you come back and give us antibodies? And I was like, for sure. Um, I would be happy to. Wait. But I underestimated how, how gross that it is. <laughs> um, they like take your blood out and then they put it through a spinner. And then they suck all your plasma off into a big bag. It's gross. It's like a yellow. Not cute. I don't know what I thought plasma was going to look like. But... Um, <laughs> It's super thick and nasty, and then they fill you back up with your blood again, and then they, like, throw some saline in you. Ugh. But, I know, it's gross, and you definitely feel different afterwards, like, lightheaded and dizzy and yeah. hot, and, like, uh, I heard it's but there's no, cold. there's, like, a box of crackers and bottles of water, but there's nowhere to sit down because it's still COVID, <laughs> and I was at a strip mall in Bolingbrook, uh, it's out by CG's Comedy Club, actually, and... Um, it's in the promenade. And so I was like walking and there was like a fountain that wasn't on, but it was the only bed. And I was in a dress and I just had to like lay down on this slab of concrete. Cause I was like, I'm going to throw up or pass out. Oh, they God. just took all my, took all my nutrients. <laughs> and so I was just like spread Eagle on a water feature with no water in it. Just taking a rest. Cause I had <laughs> fully wiped myself from donating. 
So it's been um, a, it's been a you know pretty interesting summer, I would say, or last six months, couple seasons. Uh, yeah. Do they wait? Do they want you to donate plasma because you have the antibodies? Is that why? Yeah. Well, they're trying to create vaccines with oh, okay. people's gotcha. antibodies. Um, and so I've gone twice now, but they haven't asked me to come a third time. So they, I may be at like leveling out on my antibodies, which is like, oh, cool. I could get that again. That sounds awesome. <laughs> awesome. Huge fan. Was it kind of nice uh, for, for a couple weeks when you couldn't get it? Did you feel free? Oh, man. I was at Michael's buying craft shit. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's like a big thing for me. That's a really happy place for me. Um <laughs> Be at the grocery store, you feel bulletproof. You're like, go ahead, go ahead, reach over me. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, get in here. Go yeah, pull your, pull your nose out of your mask. <laughs> I know, but Don't like people, like that's the other thing that is bullshit. Is that like you still have to wear the mask even though you're like, no, I did my time. Yeah. I don't. You know what I mean? Like. I don't want to have like the zips just around my mouth. It's <laughs> enough of this. No, I guess thank you. I guess maybe you could get like a T-shirt or something that said I already had COVID and now I'm now I'm going face first or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that like men would try to like fuck the antibodies out of you. Thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. We've established point. that they're pretty yeah. bad creatures. <laughs> Because um, okay. that's what? this guy. That's how I figured out how. Because remember, it was like I don't know, couldn't be three things. And then this guy calls me because I not contacted him. Obviously, I was uh, down with the Rona, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Where you been?" And I was like, oh, "I've been super sick." He's like, "Oh man, I hope I didn't give you my Rona." And I was like, "Wait, were you really sick recently?" He's like, "Oh yeah." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh my god." Did you not think to not try to make out with women? On dates. What is Jesus. wrong with you? Oh. Did he apologize? It always comes back to Bumble, you know? Yeah. <laughs> always comes back to Bumble. Did, did he say sorry? Was he like, or was he like, haha? It's <laughs> like, oh, no. I mean, I was never going to date him anyway. I should, like, it was one of those people where, like, when they start to kiss you, you're like, oh, I didn't even want this to happen. Yeah. Okay. I have a good night. I know, isn't That's it? Been, yeah. At the end of the date, it's like, it's like, it's easier to just kiss him and, and then be like, okay, bye, instead of being like, oh, I no, thank you. Like, it, that would be so awkward that you're just like, whatever. Well, that's like the best thing. So I just started like going on dates because I was like, winter is coming. Um, <laughs> so I was like, like socially distanced date, which is pretty strange. It's not awesome. It's like hanging out in parks. It's very dumb. And this date, like, didn't really go well. And this guy kind of looked at me, and I was like, all right, have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, I would hug you, but COVID, you know, I never have to touch him or talk to him. And that's pretty great. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, just give him an elbow bump and send him on his way. Oh, the elbow bump is my new fave. Yeah. (laughs) It's going good. I don't know. Well, I'm like, I've become a bird person, man. I got a hummingbird fear or seven, <laughs> and that's what I'm up to. Do you get a lot of them um, up there? It's almost migration season, so it's getting pretty cool. Um, I've never seen one in the city, but I when I was back home, I saw one. They're awesome. I see, like, I thought it was a, a bug at first. I love them. 
Because it sounded like a big bug. Super... <laughs> the other thing is Orioles and Finches. That's, that's like oh. orange ones, yellow ones. Like, I like the bright birds. That's who I feed. Like, you're the most satisfying to me. I don't want to, like, get into, like, the, oh, well, that's a different shade of gray on that bird. Like, no, hell no. I'm like, that one's yellow. That's no, a finch. No algos like allowed at this bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> this is for hot birds only. Uh. <laughs> hot birds only. <laughs> what are you, a grackle? Mm-mm, sorry, next yard. Please. Yeah, fuck off. The line is around the corner. Yeah, a grackle? Mm-mm. <laughs> Grackles get a pile of corn. They don't even get. They don't get the good stuff. Oh my god. Um, okay, I can't. I can't wait for you to come out to my mom's, and we're gonna shoot that small sketch um, <laughs> called Hot Birds Only. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get the birds. The, the talent is gonna be hard to wrangle. But oh, the, yeah, the birds are here. Don't worry about the oh, birds. The bird, we okay, have good. hot birds. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Hot birds, hot girls. Uh, oh god, I'm so alone. Everything's fine. It's fine. We're doing great. <laughs> Do you have like a good outdoor? You have like a good yard and stuff, though. Yeah, I feel like that's huge. Cause when when I went home, it was I was like I felt so much better. And then I, every time I come back to my apartment, it's, which isn't even that bad, but it's like I always get so depressed for like four days. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that I just, the Saturday before Easter, finally got what I think and what my doctors think is the right dosage of meds. Because I've been, like, just suffering from, like, a major depressive disorder, especially, like, with grieving. It's like, forget it. Yeah. Um, So it was a really bad combo for me, and I'd always been depressed, but because I wasn't grieving, I was able to, like, manage it pretty well and kind of self-medicated with a little weed, a little drinking, and, like, with comedy, I was happy enough. I was never suicidal and like it was fine and then once I asked my dad I was like I am it's hard to move through the world like I need yeah. the help and my doctors were like yeah you do you're finally okay cool let's do this <laughs> so once I had been alone long garden apart for six weeks I was like okay we're gonna switch up and move to my mom's for a little yeah. while <laughs> like, but I'm gonna go to England for a little while and probably Bali and Thailand and Vietnam Oh. I'm gonna go to Thailand. When the world reopens. Yeah. Yeah. When the world opens back up, I'm gonna do a little traveling. But mostly the England thing is because my dad's family is over there and my aunt is just like getting older. And I was like, I wanna do like a 23andMe, but in person, basically, like with my family members. (laughs) And I wanna try to do stand up in London. Oof. I did, when I was there, I did one show and it was so, it was so different than what we do here. It was like, it's like, isn't it like heckling? Yeah, well, they're very like. I I feel like, I feel like they were like, five years behind us, like in like. Like the style, kind of like so. It, right. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It had kind of like a clubby vibe where it was like they're ve- yeah very interactive with the audience and like. Ve- a lot of crowd work and stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like I feel like I like what I do, but I think would also have a really good time being well because i have dual citizenship so that's the difference is that i can go there and make money oh so i'm gonna go and spend like maybe six months and like interview all my family members about my dad my grandpa and my grandma that like i didn't really know that well Mm -hmm. as far as like my grandparents and do some like tracing of my history on that side but also 
move to London for a little bit and do some stand up and like kick it with Hattie and find a different style for a little bit because I don't I don't really understand like with the whole all of the racial inequality uprising movement that is happening I don't really know what my voice is as a white lady for a little while here does that make sense yeah doing those park shows I was like I yeah I I was really stressed out I was like what do I have to fucking say I'm doing these jokes from before all of this and it's yeah and so like that's my whole thing is that I that's the other reason I'm not taking shows is I'm like I don't really feel like my voice has a place right now and yeah. I've never felt like that before and I think I think it's more just because like what am I gonna talk about like uh oh I lost weight <laughs> people are dying yeah. <laughs> we have to fucking get it together oh, so no. I would rather I'm starting an Etsy store that's like uh to fundraise for different nonprofits through election season because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. But it's like, I'd rather do something that feels a little bit more political right now than try to, like, do funny bits. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Ugh, I need a fucking project. <laughs> I know. I need a project. I That's need what I'm to doing do something. I'm, I'm teaching Alex Keeman how to sew right now one day a week, which is kind of adorable. <laughs> She's like, can I bring some pants to him? I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. That's what <laughs> sewing machines do. Let's do it. <laughs> it's really cute but it's like a cool like the cottage sort of core uh life is very real yeah out here in the burbs it's like i am diying i'm gonna build an ottoman like i got some cool shit going on (laughs) (laughs) but just sitting on my savings yeah and paying for groceries every two weeks is kind of where i'm at yeah and being my mom's bitch (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna, oh, you know what we're doing this morning? Yesterday. We're taking all the screens out. Yeah, and we're going to hose them. Oh, okay, we are doing that, aren't we? Wow, <laughs> we already started already. Okay. At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories. Okay. Um, all right. I was working housekeeping in the Virgin Islands at 18, and I didn't... I'm, I am burping. Hold on. Uh. Okay. Sorry. I'm back. That wasn't part of the story. <laughs> um, God, I always do that. I can't, like, can't hold... I don't know. What the fuck? Um, okay. Anyways. <laughs> I was working housekeeping in the Virgin Islands at 18, and I didn't know how much alcohol I could handle. One dollar well drinks, question mark, question mark. I got very drunk, went back to my yurt, (laughs) fell asleep sitting up, then woke up and vomited outside my front door. I woke up in the morning to a cacophony of clicking noises. (laughs) Hundreds of hermit crabs had climbed up from the beach and were eating my barf. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) It paints such a mental image. Yeah. You know what? Because, like, I don't mind one crab, you know, or, like, yeah. one worm. Uh-huh. But when there is a horde, I lose it. That's when it's, like, barnacles yeah. on a boat. Or, or ants. One, yeah, one like, ant is cute. Like one of something, ants. fine. But when it's, like, a hoarded swarm, and it, it, it makes me fully... Carcasses. It, what? 
Ants? I forgot that ants eat, like, meat. Like, they'll crawl all over, like, a dead thing. It's so disgusting. Oh, yesterday I was on a date, and this it was the date was not going well because the best part of it was that a bee kept coming and taking part of his corn carnitas. <laughs> and we were like, oh, are, are meats carnivores? And then, yes, they are. And the best part of the date was learning that. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just, like, balling up meat with his little legs and flying off with it. Ew, right. a little pervert. It's crazy, yeah. Where's he going with sicko. <laughs> Um... Okay, here's the next one. Once during sex, a guy spit in my face without asking if that was cool. So I gathered up a big loogie and hocked it in his face, but I was sick at the time, so it was really hefty, and it projectiled right into his eye. <laughs> PSA, oh. ask first, spit after. Did they finish sleeping together in that moment? I don't know. Like, would that be it for you? Um, well, I feel like at that point, you're back to even, so, <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> maybe I would keep going. I don't know, a phlegm, like a little, like a lung cookie is Ooh. a lot different than a guy being like, I'm gonna spit in her face and flip her over, whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, what's your next move? Is like, at, when you do the spit, like, then is it just like... You just watch her feel disgusted, and then you just pump harder? What happens then? I don't understand. Um, well, yeah, there is really, there is really a, a large spectrum of spit, which is, so, like, cause like you know, like, a little bit of, like, normal spit is very, you know, yeah, versus, like, a big, like, a big one. A little, I don't um, know that I would, ha I don't, I think that my boundary with spit is none at all. Oh, I've, I've, I've got a little wiggle room when it comes to spit. <laughs> I've, I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, when I say none at all, I mean from my, oh, yeah, no, I do, I do have some wiggle room. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know but my face is like a conversation before. Yeah. yeah, I guess face is also like a different, somebody spit on my stomach and like, rubbed it in with his hand and I was like whoa I, I didn't think of that and I I like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like spit is like here's the thing spit has like a lot of um uses right like there's a lot of avenues for it to become a, a helpful part of, of mm -hmm. a sexual experience yes there is <laughs> but spitting in my face is like that's for you that's not for us in this moment we're not sharing this well, I guess it depends, because some people like to be degraded, so, you know. But also, yeah, they would have to tell you that they like that before you do it. <laughs> yeah, before you just go for it. Otherwise, it's rude. Rude, mm -hmm. rude, rude. Um, okay, I have one more, and it has a water, yeah. it has a water stain on it, so it's a little hard to read, but, okay. <laughs> water stain, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's beer, for sure. Uh... <laughs> Okay, it's, I was, okay. Because the word, I think it's, I think she says a putz. I was hooking up with a putz after drinking. And while he was, while he was going down on me, he threw up everywhere, including on me. The next, mm -hmm. the next morning he had the, he had the audacity to ask to buy weed off me. So I sold him two grams for $60. <laughs> 
um, I like her. Yeah. <laughs> but and, also, and yeah, I mean, that's just, that sucks. Because that's, like, a whole... It's, like, worse than bad sex. You know I mean? You gotta, like, stop. You gotta get it up. Clean it up. Oof. I hope you're that's somebody sense. that has a second set of sheets. God forbid you're one of those trash people that's like, oh, I don't have a clean set of sheets. Yeah. I, um... There's a lot. There are probably thirty stories in in the bag of of someone throwing up on a dick, and that this is the only one I've I've heard of the other way around. I guess I'm assuming that she has a vagina, but maybe not. Yeah, I hope she's. Um, you know what I mean? Like the season is coming into question here. Like what happened? You know? Like you guys were drinking. Also, yeah. I mean. As a dude, how do you not know that's about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, because I, don't you feel it when you're about to yak? Oh, like, I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of warning signs. Yes. There's a lot of little, yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, ha- <laughs> we have to listen to our body. <laughs> mm-hmm. It tells us a lot of Yeah, there's some inexperience things. being shown yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she said he was a putz, though, so... <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if she... Oh God, we have to stop sleeping with people we know are fucking losers. That's what it comes down to. Stop it. But sometimes it's convenient. I know, I know, but that's where it's like, that's when you get your clit thrown up on, you know? It's yeah, like, ain't that mm-hmm. the <laughs> You knew he had that in him, when, you know? You knew you shouldn't have gone home with him because you were like, this is the kind of guy that might throw up on the cliff. This guy looks pukey. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's pukey. Our live story comes from Liz Stockwell. Liz is a Chicago performer, and this was recorded in February of 2019. Here's Liz Stockwell. We sold our I am going to tell you the story of diarrhea, but not just any case of diarrhea, no. A life-changing case of diarrhea. We're we're talking like existentially groundbreaking bout of diarrhea. Okay, I'm gonna set the scene. So, um, it was 2012, I was just a young lass of 24, don't do the math. Um, I was living at home with my parents after college, working at their spice business, and continuing to date my boyfriend from college. Um, now, one day, I woke up to go pack pepper for my parents, and uh, I was on my way out the door when I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I run to the bathroom, as fast as I can. I shimmy down my pants and I just let loose on my childhood toilet. Now, about half an hour later, it's still going, but I I make a little break and I run to call my parents to let them know I'm not gonna be in that day. Um, It keeps going the rest of the day. I don't know what's going on. Next day, wake up. Same thing. It just won't stop. Next day, wake up. Same thing. 
it won't stop. At this point, I was chugging Pepto-Bismol, like, to the point where I feel like their slogan should be, Pepto-Bismol, for when you really should just go see a doctor. <laughs> so a week and a half later, I did. Um, and they took all this blood, you know, and uh, they ran all these tests, and they couldn't find anything that was wrong with me. Um, and at that point, I thought I was already drained of all my liquids. But, um, so they referred me to this GI specialist. Um, and I went in, and I told him my symptoms. I'm like, doctor, I have been shitting for two weeks straight. What is going on? So he sends me home with this, like, fecal test kit, which, um, it looks like a little plastic hat that, like, fits in the hole of your toilet, and then, like, a plastic little vial, and, like, a, a, a tiny little spatula to make the transfer. <laughs> like, like, way too small for what you have to do with it, you know? And uh, if I could describe the consistency, it was like dark chocolate pudding. And the smell, it was like every fart I ever had got taken and collected and fermented underground like kimchi. So I take it back and I test it for, you know, like, I don't know, worms or whatever, and uh, it comes back negative, and they still can't figure out what's wrong with me. So I'm really frustrated, and he's like, okay, well, just like wait a second, and we'll see if it goes away. And then one day, a month later, mind you, I hadn't been to work for a month. Shitting was my full-time job. <laughs> like, 10-minute cigarette breaks, though, you know? Um, and uh, it just went away, just as mysteriously as it had appeared. So uh, I called my boyfriend, and I was like, let's fuck now that I'm not stealing shit. Uh, I was pumped. So um, I felt fine, you know? And then, like, a couple weeks later, I wake up, and I notice this, like, swollen lymph node on my groin. Yeah. And I felt really tired and really sick. So I go back into the doctor and I'm like, listen, I'm still really sick. I have no idea what's going on. I tell her my symptoms. I tell her, you know, I'm like waking up in these like sweats. I feel really fatigued. And then she's like, okay, we're gonna send you into the hospital and get a biopsy of this thing. So I was really scared, obviously. My parents were really scared. My boyfriend was terrified for me, right? So I go in, I get it biopsied, it comes back negative. Thank God, right? But meanwhile, I'm still sick. I don't know what's going on. It's been a month and a half. So they sent me to this epidemiologist, which is like basically a specialist in like infectious diseases. And uh, they draw more blood and it all comes back negative. And I'm really frustrated at this point. So I'm like, doctor, what is going on? And he was like, so there's like millions of unclassified viruses. You got one of those. And then I was like, okay, what do I do? I don't know. And a couple of weeks later, I felt fine. 
it is still to this day one of those things. Um, so from that moment on, I was like, okay, life is too short. I quit my job with my parents. I went out and got my own career. Now, um, remember that boyfriend I mentioned? Here's where the story actually gets interesting. Because years later, I married that man. And then divorced him less than a year later. <laughs> yeah, he was an abusive son of a bitch. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. But um, I actually met him. We're gonna just kind of shit on him a little bit, if that's okay. I met him 10 years ago in college, tutoring him in basic logic. Yeah. He couldn't quite handle that. Probably why we got into so many dumb fights, you know? Like, uh, like the one we had over whether or not manatees can walk on land. <laughs> As it turns out, I was wrong. Cause they fucking can, you guys. <laughs> like, like, you guys are a couple, right? Yeah. Can you imagine losing that fight? <laughs> like, out of all of the improbable bullshit that ever came out of his mouth about chemtrails and the government, that's the thing that ended up being true. So, um, I was really scared, you know, but I remembered that case of diarrhea. <laughs> so I packed my bags and I took a trip to New York to get away for a little while. A couple days into the trip, I was like, you know what, I'm in New York. My marriage is falling apart. Might as well have a good cry at the 9-11 memorial. Because <laughs> you can do that there, no questions asked. <laughs> so uh, as I was leaving, um, it started raining, of course, right? Uh, so I run back inside to find what I can only describe as the 9-11 gift shop. Yeah, there is a 9-11 gift shop. I asked the cashier, hey, anywhere around here I might buy an umbrella. So I found out that day, if you multiply your desperation to stay dry, times 9-11 emotional manipulation, you get a $45 umbrella. <laughs> So, uh, I still use this thing to this day. It's a great umbrella, honestly. But now I've got this thing that reminds me of my divorce. And 9-11. <laughs> Every time it rains. <laughs> Alright, thank you guys. I've been Liz Stockwell. I'm good night. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Chelsea Hood. Honestly, it's mostly hummingbird content. <laughs> For migration season, we're going to have a lot of heavy bird content. Hot birds only. Uh, it's going to be pretty good. And that's at Chelsea Hood. Um, and then through there, if you need a mask, which I strongly should be wearing, uh, please wear it. Um, you can you can buy them from me. And they support our work comics. When I get enough orders, I have comics to deliver them on their bicycles. And I paid them good money to do it. Um, so that's pretty good. And that's uh, at Chicago Mask Project. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. 
If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. And the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and subscribe this podcast. And we'll see you next week.